the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio on this wonderful Saturday morning. We made it to March. March Madness. Yeah, March <laughs> Madness, for sure. Anyway, all good, all good. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. You can give us a call here at one 344 1170 That's 1-888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, happy to talk to you about. Um, as we move on in... Uh, uh, into the show this morning. What are we talking about today? That's what I was just wondering. You don't know, do you? Oh, ways Give me ways you could seconds. be killing your vehicle. Yeah, I love this show. So, multiple ways you could be just killing your vehicle. You know the so thing, much. it's probably always the small ways, too. Yeah. I mean, it's the little things. You never uh, run in a low on oil Things you don't time. give thought to. Yeah, uh, not changing the oil. Uh they do little, little, they take little pieces of the engine at a time. Little pieces of the engine. L- you're losing little pieces of your engine. Never good, never good. Don't want to lose pieces of your engine, that's for sure. Well, exactly. So. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see what, uh, there's some good stuff in the automotive news world too, I believe. Let's see here. Uh, what kind of great stuff is happening these days? Oh. Uh, um, oh. There's a couple bills that were introduced to crack down on catalytic converter thefts. Everybody's familiar with this these days, right? Jeez. Just out of curiosity, what is that? Uh, What, catalytic converter bills? Yeah. Uh, uh, Laws, but lawmakers in Washington State are looking to add stiffer penalties to stop the rash of catalytic converter thefts up there seen across the state. Well, it's not just the state. It's all over the place and here, too. Yeah, but the, the, the people that are taking these cats... They don't, that, that stuff doesn't deter the stuff like well, that doesn't deter them. Jail time? Yeah, that's what they, they don't think, but honestly, most people that are doing that kind of stuff, a lot of times they're, they're under the influence. They don't think, I mean, they don't think about things like that. Uh, well, that just in the, the moment, at yeah, least. I'm not worried about, yeah, I would, pro, yeah. Criminals are criminals. Right? That's my point. Okay. <laughs> it's what they do. Welded on better. That's a deterrent. No. They, but, wow. So in Tacoma, they had 1,077 catalytic converter thefts in 2021 compared to uh, 191 in 2020. So the point to that is that's all over. You know, here in California, you you have to, uh, there's specific rules for catalytic converters. Uh, You know, they need to address the problem. But uh, um, rules like this, part of it is uh, scrap yards will be required to verify ownership of purchased catalytic converter to keep records and photo IDs, et cetera. So it makes it harder for them to get rid of well, them. Well, that's, that's that a deterrent, too. Yeah, so you don't want to steal them if they're no value. If nobody will buy them. That's right. So um, uh three-day waiting period would be enforced prior to buying a used catalytic converter. Oh. Persons attempting to sell a stolen catalytic converter would go on the state's no-buy database. Well, that's a good way to keep them from. If you get caught with stolen converters, then you go on the no buy database. Nobody will buy them. From yeah, you. That's one of those things we got to no give your driver's license. Yeah, so then you start getting your kids to carry them in or something after you steal them, right? <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, Isn't that kind of what they do? Like, if you go get like a 
uh, sinus or Advil sinus and cold, you have to buy it behind the counter, and they want to see your driver's license. That's how they keep track of that, right? Because they swipe your driver's license and exactly, exactly. Um, uh, they say we may be in for more of a chip shortage for the automotive industry uh, coming up because of everything going on in the world right now. It doesn't look like uh, you know it's going to get get much better as far as that goes. So just a couple, those are just a couple things going on. Let's see, it said about the chip shortage thing here. Yeah, so we, as everybody knows, they're probably aware, there's shortage on vehicles. There's a lot of vehicles, like they showed a bunch of Ford Broncos up in uh, Detroit in, in a parking lot, um, a storage lot, where they put all, all the cars. Well, they don't have uh, PCMs for them. They're all built. I see that. that. And they're, all, they're just a ton of them lined up. I'm going to have to wait, they're saying. The same supply chain issue that hits supermarkets, department stores, and gas pumps is showing no sign of letting up, which hampers one important aspect of the auto industry, microchips. <laughs> Interesting, huh? So I, people ask, like, well, did COVID, I don't know if it's because we, I don't know why this, we fell backwards on making chips, whether it was just COVID and they shut down and they weren't doing it for a while, and that's why, uh, but... Uh, it looks like it's taken over 60 days if you want to order a new vehicle. Huh, interesting. It, I, you know, I, I 60 days, I probably wouldn't end up buying it. I, by then, I'd be on to something else. You would if you didn't have a car. Well, yeah. Exa- <laughs> well, I'm that guy when I go buy a new car anyways. I, I go see it. I mean, I've been looking at it anyways, but it's one of those moment things. And then I still go home going, oh, should I have done that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if I would have had that much time to think about it, I didn't know what would have happened. A cyber attack shut down uh, uh, one of the Toyota parts suppliers. They couldn't make cars for a while. So, uh, one of their uh, Suspended 28 lines at 14 plants following a cyber attack to a major supplier on Tuesday. There's another that's going to put more cars behind. I was going to say, it seems like no matter whose lot you went by uh, recently, you know, in the last probably, say, year, all the all the autumn, I mean, no, no matter what lot it was, it looked a little slim on every lot. Yeah, it shut down. This company wasn't able to, to ship their parts to Toyota because uh, it shut down all their servers. So, therefore... They can't make a, yeah. When you're making parts for a company like Toyota, that means you're making a lot of parts, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, you got to have servers yeah. and. <laughs> exactly. Here, Here's one that we did, and I wanted to uh, uh, discuss this a little bit because uh, we were talking about this. We have several times. Um, where do old EV batteries go? Electric vehicle batteries. Well, uh, uh, they recycle them, right? Well, yeah. So you ever wonder what happens to the batteries in electric vehicles once they wear out? Well, eventually they have to go somewhere you can't use them again. But since EV batteries lose capacity over time, uh, similarly to smartphones, laptop batteries, etc., the first noticeable difference in the car's performance is the driving range, of course. So you don't get as far out of the car. So when you bought the car, a full charge, maybe you'd make it 300 miles or whatever, depending on the car. I'm just using that for It's like a cell phone. I mean, you buy it; it lasts three days. And by the you know, at the end of the year, it's already lasting a day. Well, so you get that, what I'm saying? Yeah, hopefully, an EV car lasts more. Well, than you get a, what I'm saying? Though. A year, yes. Same idea, though. Yeah, the batteries start to wear down. So, uh, what you find out is now you only get 200 miles out of the car or whatever. The batteries start to wear. So, since EV batteries are lithium ion and contain toxic elements, disposing of them seems difficult, but it isn't as hard as one might think. There's a demand for EV batteries and effort to give them a second life. Electric car batteries aren't very difficult to get rid of because even if they outlasted the usefulness for an electric car, they're still worth quite a lot to someone. Uh, There's a strong demand for secondary life batteries. It's not like when you gas-powered engine dies and it goes to the scrapyard. For example, Nissan is using old Leaf batteries to power mobile machines in its factories around the world. Okay, because they can charge them every night, right? See, and I was thinking recycle, like, they take them apart like a computer and get all this precious metals out of them. Well, I hope they do that, too. (laughs) Nissan uses the old EV batteries to store energy capture in its solar panels. This energy is then distributed on a power grid, so while old EV batteries may not be able to power a vehicle, they can be used to store energy for redistribution, which is true. So, uh, one way to think of this is second life for, for the batteries. 
Um, but eventually they they totally die then, and they got to you got to you know. Well, that's so. what I was. That's what but I thought they, we were going. I, no, well, I don't know where they go then. Then they go back in the ground and they create a a, a nightmare. So right, <laughs> but possibly. But what they're doing is using them for in different phases for things that they can, which is kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of like all these nuclear power plants we got around the country. We're shutting down right now. <laughs> they're trying to figure out what to do with. Well, they the fuel rods for those can't be used for something else that I know <laughs> of. So, uh, but that's uh. Yeah, but anyway, they can power a locomotive. <laughs> they can, they can, they can, they can. All right, let's real quick. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, good morning, Larry. How are you? Hey guys, how you doing? Doing great this uh, morning. You know, oh, good, Brian. You always talk about how uh, the current gas that we get um, is expensive as it is now. Um, <laughs> it's like liquid gold. It, yeah, that it only lasts about thirty days, mm-hmm. and. Um, about a, exactly a year ago, my wife, I bought my wife one of the hybrid, um, cars and she only drives, she drove less than 3,200 miles in a, a year. Gotcha. She's only put in like three tanks of gas. Uh, she just goes to church to the kids that live like five miles away from us and, uh, and goes to the grocery store. Should I, when she fills it up, should I think about putting in a stabilizer? Cause like I said, over a year, she only put in three tank fulls of gas. She's saving you a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she tells me she's a genius. I didn't want to buy it. But, uh... Um, you know that's a good. I that, as you you were saying this and you start saying this, it came to my mind. I start thinking, yeah, the fuel kind of sets in those cars, doesn't it? Doesn't really uh, use it a whole whole lot. Yeah, but uh, the only thing I'm thinking is is because. He used three tanks, though, so uh, apparently he's using it fast enough it's not bothering the car right now. Because th- when gas goes bad, it goes bad. I mean, I've had older, you know, 70s cars I let sit in my garage for a while, and when, and when you let it sit too long, you know that the carburetor, you know, I mean, it, it does a lot of damage yeah, really quickly. It's a fuel-injected car, so it doesn't, but, but I mean, it won't. And, and I, I do remember when the Bolts first came out, they were having this issue, too, because they only have like a three-gallon tank on them. Mm-hmm. That were people never used the gas in them, and then they had issues. Oh yeah, but I'm thinking three tanks of gas. You might, I, I, well, I you, you'd a, be okay with that. I think for well, the year because you're moving it. It's through a the tank year. every four months, roughly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you, you could. It wouldn't hurt to put stabilizer in it with it, but uh, it it doesn't seem to be affecting it. Um, well, I like I said, it's only a year old, and gotcha, gotcha. Brand new car and stuff, so. But uh, I was thinking about that, and I just, you know, I, with the, you know, it's, she's on the battery almost all the time. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't burn a whole lot of gas. So, um, yeah, and the tank's not very big on those anyway. It's not a whole lot of fuel. Um, probably, what, what, do you know how many gallons the tank is on that? I think it's 18. Oh, is it? So okay. Gotcha. It's like 16, 18, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, so. It's a uh, 350 it, uh, hybrid. Yeah, it wouldn't. it wouldn't hurt. I mean, it it would definitely uh, help keep the fuel from breaking down on it because the the thing is, all the additives in the fuel is what really creates an issue with the fuel, and it, when it breaks down, and it it kind of turns into a shellac is what happens over time. But yeah. it's probably not in, in four months. It's probably not uh, breaking down, and I, I I don't know if thirty days is the exact thing to say i just know we used to have a lot of problems with with motorcycles and that carburetors if you let fuel sit in them uh today's fuel we drain it all out because um it sits over a period of time and, and kevin's right it creates issues you get uh the needles in the, in the in the float bowl stick and all that stuff and then you end up having to pull the carburetor apart well that happens in in everything that you leave fuel in so as far yeah. as uh, it, fuel turns that way. Now, fuel-injected vehicles are a little more forgiving, uh, but uh, still, you know, it is what it is. So, and the other thing is, uh, you know, she goes to that uh, favorite big box gas station that you always recommend, not. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so. That, I've been listening to you for a long time, and I. Uh, and, well, and you, so. I, I have to be honest, the real difference in other, like, real quality fuel is just the additives they put in so it's really not the gas but i mean it, it, they they put a lot more uh quality additives cleaners things like it, that in that make the fuel better quality when you're talking about you know um the fuel costs more like chevron and shell and they just do you know i'm, I'm not a big fan of them for any specific reason they do 
charge more, but the, the, the additives they put in make the quality of the fuel better for sure. Yeah. So. All right, man. I, uh, I appreciate you guys out there, and uh, I'm, I'm a customer in Escondido. Yes, Matt, I know, sir. Yes, for, for sure. No, no problem, man, and we appreciate your call, and thanks for listening this morning. You bet. Take bye. care, Larry. All right, bye. So, good question, though, for sure. I, I you know, because now, you know, I mean, it he, wouldn't hurt to no, have a little stabilizer to each he's tank. got me thinking about it because I didn't really. Well, I, 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 I hadn't really thought about it until he started. The minute he started saying it, I thought to myself, there's a lot of those hybrids out there like that that don't use a ton of fuel. So, well, that's another thing I was starting to think because I remember when they had the problem with the Volt. I don't know if they came back around and put something in the, you know, PCM, like a patch thing to maybe start the engine once every month or I don't know. I don't know what they came up with that to make sure that. They didn't. They, you, well, know, you definitely want the motor to run at some point to well, use some. Uh, you have to. Well, I'm sure that the, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm, I'm so assuming they came up with something like she that. She don't drive a whole lot, but she uses the tank every four months of fuel, so and, and, r- roughly. And I she probably doesn't run it till empty either. So she actually probably doesn't use a whole. Well, tank see, that's yet. another thing too because well, I, I don't remember what kind of car that was, but I remember when the Volt first came out and had it had this dinky tank on it because you, maybe they're doing that now, or they're they're making it run a little more and they're making you buy. I mean. I, and I get why you got to keep the things operating. So, well, yeah, you don't want that fuel to sit. Yeah, if it never came on, it could sit in there for years. If you, if you, well, it's you, not good for the engine not to start up neither, because then you don't get oil on the seat. You know, because the you know upper seal's got to have splashed oil on them to keep them soluble. And you know, it's, yep, you're right, right. All right, folks, we're going to take our first break here. Give us a call at one eight eight one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and 96.1 FM, 1170 AM. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Um, another beautiful Saturday morning. It was a little rainy yesterday. This morning, too. The ground was wet this morning. Yeah, I think it rained last night sometime. I didn't see it because I was, I was sleeping. Did you see it rain last night? No. No. Because <laughs> no. I wasn't looking for it to rain. I had to think about that. I'm like, wait a minute. I wasn't looking for it to rain. <laughs> All right, folks. Give us a call here. one 888 That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive related, we'll talk to you about. For sure. Do you want to remind folks... Uh, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group. Uh, West Automotive Group consists of uh, West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified for smog in the state of California. Been doing taking care of folks in North Carolina out there for 29 years. Heading, heading on to uh, 30 years. This August will be 30 years. Woo! It's a while. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Along with West Elkhorn Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in Elkhorn, AAA approved, uh, out there taking care of folks in East County coming up on nine years. To, or, and it'll be 10, I believe, in August. We're nine. No, we're nine right now. Going to be 10 in August. West Kearney Mace Automotive and Transmission, 8020. What are you laughing about? 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego over there, taking care of folks for, for five years. Um, so, quite a while, man. And then uh, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission at uh, 5726 Miramar Road, Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified for smog. Taking care of folks right uh, here in the Golden Triangle now for three years. All of us at uh, West Automotive Group, me, myself, my employees, and everybody come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy, and that is uh, we never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle serviced or repaired to find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. The West Automotive Group is proud to offer six months no interest also for your vehicle service and repair needs. Uh, stop in and get a West Automotive Group card. It's simple. It's easy. And uh, you can use the uh, six months uh, no interest uh, every time you get your vehicle serviced or repaired. 
it saves uh saves you the hassle of coming up with the the money right out of hand. Uh, also keeps your other credit cards free of charges. Uh, the West Automotive Group is also uh, um, available to do the certic care transmission diagnosis for you, which is very important. Uh, get it in. Let my expert technicians diagnose the vehicle properly. We see all too often uh, repairs that are done on vehicles, not just transmissions, but other things that do not cure the problem. So if you're uh, having a problem, get it in. Let's get it diagnosed properly. Most repairs are or one point. So, you know, it's uh, important to do uh, the best, uh, as you'll hear me talk all the time, the best money spent is on a quali- qualified diagnosis by a qualified technician. Uh, that is definitely the uh, best way to attack any repair is a uh, proper diagnosis and uh, proper repair. So uh, we also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low cost rental vehicles at all four locations. Go to West Automotive Group and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We all send out all kinds of cool tips all the time during the week. So uh, that's westautomotivegroup.com and just click on uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram link and get, get you, get you, you can follow us right from there. Um, you can also check out my Automan segments where I'm the Automan on the uh, CW on uh, uh, Friday morning and Friday evening news. And I'm also uh, the Automan on uh, mid-morning uh, Fox 5 news on Wednesdays. So check it out uh, from there. And you can also go to Auto Talk Radio from there, where we post all these as a po- all the sh- live shows as podcast afterwards. Um, but you can also grab the podcast uh, on the go from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, Radio.com, and tune in. So uh, you know, go and go and check them out if you missed a show. You can grab them from there. Uh, but give us a call this morning at one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related. Because we're talking about all kinds of cool stuff. So somebody called in and, and not on the air, but wanted what asked the question, you know, the chip shortage, is it uh is it all over the the, the, the world, world or yeah, correct. And it is. It's affecting everybody. So um and all car manufacturers. So there's uh we were just talking about uh, not long ago, uh me and Kevin were discussing that uh um the part there's a there I saw a picture of a parking lot they had showed not a storage lot not a parking lot that they had showed up in Detroit and they had all these brand new Ford Broncos Ford did and they they're short the cars are all built but there's uh, a, several of the modules are not in them because they don't have the chips to complete them so everything's done the cars are sitting there so they'll have to go back and, and I don't know that, I guess that's be a manual process huh I don't know but I can tell you this I want to say like s- six months ago. Somewhere right there. It was last year. Somewhere right in there. I, I was watching Barrett Jackson, and they had a Bronco on there, dude, with bigger tires on it. And do you know how much the thing they, went for? Because nobody can get their hands <laughs> right now. And I guess this guy acts. You know how there's. I I was over in uh, Scottsdale a few weeks ago. Uh huh. The beginning of February, and I saw one lifted and everything there. A guy had it. Yeah. So and and actually, so that's where Barrett Jackson's at. This guy had it, and he he was having trouble figuring out how to put fuel in it. It was fun to watch. I was fueling up my truck. I was watching anyway. It was it. They had it. This one was lifted and everything. It looked good. It was a good looking truck. <laughs> Anytime I rent a car, or, I'm, or if I'm working on someone's car and I got stuff and get gas in it, I always try to look to see where the gas cap is. So I'm not that stupid guy that pulls up next to him goes, "Oh crap!" <laughs> no, he he uh he knew what side the gas was on, but he was trying to. He must have just bought it. He was trying to back into a spot to put uh-huh. gas in it, and he almost hit the pole, and then he pulled forward, and then he, he was just struggling. So, Well, some like, people just drive like well, that, too. So. They, it's true, but I, my <laughs> thought was he probably just got that, that truck since right. there was no, you know, so... And it, I don't care what you do when you get a new car. It's kind. Of, it's kind. Of, you, you got. You go from one car to another. You know. You drive one car a long time. Uh-huh. You're. You can almost put it anywhere or park it. In. You're so used to it. Like it's like an extension of you, right? Then you get a different car, and 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 you got to kind yeah, of yeah. That one inch in the back is you know that's a right. lot. That's it swings right. different. <laughs> well, and every car drives different. Yeah, you know, from sw- model to model, obviously, yeah, without question. So, just one one of those things. Um, but yeah. So, but there was a whole, my point was there was hundreds of vehicles in this parking lot, maybe thousands of vehicles in this parking lot or our storage lot, and they don't have chips for them. So it, it is look, a worldwide problem. You know what it looked like? You remember when uh, Volkswagen bought back all those uh, diesel 
when they had that, what was, was, it, was it like 2010 error or 15 error when they did that? When their engineers faked the emissions yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. stuff for them. Yeah, they got in trouble for that. That was big no-no. You don't do that. You, you know what, though? That went on for a while before they got gone with that. They sold a lot of cars that way. That's right. That's right. So You know, I wouldn't have turned that car back in because <laughs> some people were getting like 53 miles in a gallon in them cars. Yeah, I think you had to turn. I don't know what they were doing with them. Or actually, they, like, no, they, they, keep did in mind. Fix, they did fix the uh, thing. So anyway, some people did. So let's grab Alan real quick. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, guys. What's happening? Um, hey, I have a question about uh, motor oils. You guys were talking about right at the end of the show last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you recommended switching over to synthetic. Correct. And my stomach just just wrenches when I hear that because it's like I I guess I'm an old timer and I I just think to myself why do I want to change to something I'm not sure of when I know I know the old one works mm-hmm. you know the conventional oil but the only thing Costco sells now is just the synthetics yeah most of it that we don't carry anything else at the West Automotive Group we start, because um, number one. Uh, so many newer vehicles require synthetic only with some of the additives uh, that are required, especially GM vehicles, a few Ford vehicles uh, re- require certain additives must be in it and a synthetic for, for the warranty on it. So that's the oil that we carry, and that's all that we carry. We don't we don't have any blends or nothing like that. Everybody, and, and to be honest with you, I haven't looked, but I know you can get conventional oil. But there's not a whole lot of it. Like if you go to Napa or wherever, I'm sure they have it still. But but they have a lot more synthetics and synthetic blends than they do that. Well, what what do you use? Because I like I, we I've got older vehicles and I use 10W30 because we're in a warmer climate out here. Mm-hmm. Back uh, when I was growing up in Nebraska, and uh, my dad always used like. Uh, uh, Five, five weight, I think, or something like that in the wintertime, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then switched over to 10 or 20 in the summer. Mm-hmm. So what do you use out here? Because, uh, you know, t- t- what is 10W30 equivalent to in a synthetic? Uh, well, they, they have they, they have a 10W30 or 5W30 as far as that goes. But, it, you know, what we do with all the vehicles we service is use exactly what the manufacturer recommended. Because so, there's, there's some vehicles now that take OW20. So there's, yeah, there's OW20, 5W30, 5W20. Those are the most common uh, uh, oils that are used now for most vehicles. Uh, OW20, and then uh, then there's a 5W40 that's a diesel oil. But uh, we don't see, you know, somebody said to me one day, uh, and people used to do all kinds of things like put, I put 2050 in it. Well, I don't. I'm sure they still make 2050, but there is no vehicle that takes that weight of oil. I was running, I was running in my Pontiac. Well, yeah, old cars back in the day used to a lot, but no, there's no, I, I, there's definitely not a 2050 synthetic. I don't think I would not run 2050 in a newer car because it would destroy the cams. Uh, the sensors wouldn't right. The little actuators up on top would not work right. The cam actuators, none of that would work right with 2050. That oil is way too thick. Yeah, and so your your father back in the old days, yes, depending on climates, they changed oils that they ran and things. But with today's vehicles, no, you just run exactly what they recommend. So if the car calls for 5W20, don't matter what the climate climate is, you run 520 in it. So it sounds like from from what you're saying, Brian, that uh, 10W30 would be equivalent to a 5W20 or 30. Uh, 5W30, yeah, they it is ex- they they have that still. So pretty pretty close so that if then in that you know what i'm gonna probably get this backwards but uh um the the five no so the five like five w30 is is like a a five uh weight when it's cold and a 30 weight when the engine warm there there's a formula they have for that but anyway it's all in flow rates and all that and what what the like kevin said which is very important to a car these days because uh, um, the oil galleys are so much smaller and, and they need the correct amount of flow and the correct amount of pressure. You put the wrong oil in some of these cars, it will destroy the cam journals, the tensioners for the timing chains, things like that. Okay. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I would say, say that. But when you're saying, what your car are we talking about? Uh, they need nine Festiva and a 68 Ford pickup. Yeah. So the 68 Ford pickup truck... Uh, um, yeah, I would, you know, you can probably find a 10W30 out there, synthetic. I know they use, you know, there's a lot of companies that made 1030 synthetic, so 
Oh yeah, that's what I would. And run a lot of that. these companies make older. They they if you look, they make like a ten thirty for an older engine, and this and this because they put special lubricants in there to help lubricate the seals or or stuff like that. Yeah, is what they higher use. mileage engines do. Yeah, so I mean, you you can find oil oil like that. I'd probably run like a ten thirty in that for sure. Okay, so you're saying probably be best just to go to Napa or some somebody some independent parts stores that. that just sell. Yeah, if you're going to buy oil and you're going to uh, do it yourself, uh, uh, um, then yeah, I would go pick up. You know, that. do you change the oil, Alan, on your uh, on your truck yourself, the older vehicle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just go and and pick it up from from a parts store. I mean, there's op- there's O'Reilly, there's Napa, there's there's plenty of places you know you can go and uh, pick up the oil for it. So. Just okay, different I'll, options, I'll but the, the Festiva you said is a '99. You said, yeah, it's an '89 Festiva. Oh, '89. Okay. Uh, what oil did uh, uh, did Ford call for in that vehicle? It's probably yeah. a 1030. It's 1030. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can pick that up. You know, and going full synthetic on it doesn't hurt. I can tell you that. But uh, it's just up to you what you want to do. Okay. I got another question about uh, filters. Sure. My uh, Festiva uses a. Uh, I always used Fram filters, and it uses a. a uh, thirty-five ninety-three, and nobody carries it anymore. Huh. Uh, and but a guy that knew about uh, oil changes and stuff told me he said if you, if you look down and you, you find a filter the same size as your old one, look down inside through the through the hole before you put it in, and and you can see the re, the uh, bypass valve in the bottom. Mm-hmm. He said that's the only difference between those filters is they either have the bypass valve or they don't. And that thirty-five ninety-three does have a bypass valve, so I found I found one that's a different uh, number. I'm going to compare it to one of my old filters, and uh, yeah, you just uh, obviously the other things are the, the the there's different thread sizes on filters also, so you you know that, that where where it screws on, right? Believe it or not, there's different thread sizes, so uh, obviously that's got to be correct or it won't work. And then the other thing is the mating service of it, where where the O-ring or flap flat seal is on on the on the oil filter needs to be the exact size obviously which i'm sure you're aware of otherwise it just spews oil out all over the place that wouldn't work out so well but right right exactly yeah in fact i have i have a 3593 you know keep spares on hand uh-huh i'm just going to compare it to this new one i got there you go that's just, that's the way to do it but yes you're right the internal thing on filters that's different is is, is the bypass valve you are right and the bypass valve can cause problems mechanically to an engine yes because yeah. i remember i remember these i was I remember, this is a long time ago when i was a, a heavy line guy at uh, gm for a while i remember there was a big discussion on the filters with bypass valves in them uh they were making sure because sometimes the desk will try to switch the filters around going oh no big deal because this one just doesn't have the valve in it or whatever well yeah it does make a big bill and they made a big deal about us do not swap filters around well, that see that another problem with that is because certain vehicles require, and and there are a couple things that can be different inside. It, the 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 filtering inside can be a bit different on them. Yes. And if the bypass valve is set at at uh, a higher bypass for something, but this car requires more flow and and the filter element's thicker and it's not getting through, then it could cause some oiling problems. But uh, um. For all in all, most filters are about the same as far as I don't know. See, I don't know how quality control on filters is anymore, neither. Because I remember when we were kids, we cut like when this. We did this as a school project in one of our automotive classes. Mm-hmm. We cut all these. Fil- we went out and bought all these filters. And I can tell you this: some of them look like they just someone shoved an old sock in it. They some do, of them look yeah. like they have pleated filters in them. Some. But he thought you use you if you're using Fram or Wix or mm-hmm. you know like I mean if you go to you go to Napa and buy filters they're Wix. Wix are good filters. Fram's a good filter. Mobile One makes filters. They're good filters. So today, uh, back in the old days, there used to be a lot of junk filters. There it were, probably was. So, yeah. Well, there, there used to be a thing you could add to your car where you put a a roll of toilet paper in. Remember that? Do you remember those things that you could buy and you put? And, you know, I still have one of those. Have you ever right? seen that, Alan? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. I've got one on my car. <laughs> it's called a France filter. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't want to mention the name of it, but <laughs> yes, yes. So I would not recommend that on any new cars. That's a terrible idea. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I know older cars. People used to do that all the time. But uh, all good. Yeah. So. Um, and and you should be able to find something that's comparable. You're saying nobody makes that part number anymore. I haven't found it uh, at the popular places like Walmart or 
you know, places that sell filters. You know what? Everything. You can jump on a, a Napa, just Google Napa's website, jump on there, and there's a crossover on their thing. You can put in that part number and, and put uh, a, that it's not a, a non-Napa number, and it'll cross over and tell you if they have any filter that, that matches it or a number that's good for it, just so you know. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll try that. Yeah, give it a shot and see. You know, they there may be another number that, that that's made that's for that, and they'll tell you, and then you don't have to go through all the trouble of trying to match something up. Yeah, and just I guess like like most old guys like me, uh, uh, long for the good old days. Like every everybody makes a pH eight filter. Uh, oh yeah, a Fram pH eight, mm-hmm. and they're everywhere. I mean, it's like they're so standard, and uh, it's it's just a shame to see things get more get more complex and more specialized. Yep. Yep. For sure. You know. Yeah. Well, that's just like the 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 Wix uh, filters, fifteen fifteens. They're same. You know. Yeah. The the common. But they common use, Ford. filters like that. They used on and in, in other applications. Like they you know, we we had like flushers and stuff that uses them kind of filters on them, and, and everybody used those on their VW. Uh, you know, when they went to their uh, their air cooled, you know, their oil filters, they ran that big Ford. Fifteen, fifteen filter on yeah, those yeah, things, and yeah. yeah, they used them on a lot. Yeah, or or the the GM one, I forget what it was, but yeah, very, very true, very true. All right, Alan, thanks right. for the call. Good talking to you as always. Have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. Thanks you too, Brian. Take care right. now. Bye. So, uh, good questions there as uh, topics to talk. Well, yeah, about. Yeah, and you know what, I was gonna okay. We're going to have to take a break oh, real okay, quick. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888 you're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. What were you going to say now or did you forget already? <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, okay. The... Uh... The, the the filters mm-hmm. when they used to run them France filters uh-huh. because you never technically you weren't supposed to change the oil on them cars you were supposed to add oil that's a terrible idea but the only the, well this is where you get with the problem and, and and I don't know I've known some guys that swear by these things and said they had them on their trucks forever I mean this is a 1970 pickup truck by the way mm-hmm. but the additives go away is the problem is oh, what and somebody the oil, explained yes. 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 Uh, well, not only that, but it's suspend- it becomes the oil becomes acidic because of of the combustion process that blows blows by the rings. All that stuff stays suspended in the oil, along with small medical particles. Because even though you're filtering it, well, it's that's, not. They say that, that that's why they said the toilet paper actually filtered all that stuff out, but not the acid- acidic value though. Well, even well, that's what I'm saying. Even if you got down to the point where that's what I'm saying, it's there's no additives left in it. In the end, because you've done boiled. What them was off. the name of that filter? It's Fret, 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 Fretz, Fritz. Oh, I don't. I have one at home. Somebody gave it to me. I was going to use it on my solvent tank because I was going to play with it a little bit. Oh, gotcha. I figured solvent tank was a perfect thing to play with oh, it yeah. too. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I never got. I never got to. I still have the canister at home. I just never got to play with it. Oil filters are so cheap. Just use well, oil filter. Because <laughs> you know what? Even like um, even like I had a Volkswagen buggy, and it only takes three quarts of oil. But I run Mobile One in that thing, so I mean, I just yeah. wanted the good oil on there when I was, and I I would change it twice a year too. I don't, I but it was only three quarts of oil too. So <laughs> yeah, quick and easy, quick and easy. So all good, all good. I, hey folks, I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other line of battery at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. They are the number one technician recommended battery worldwide. So if you need a battery for your vehicle, hop on westautomotivegroup.com, make an appointment, get in, we'll get an interstate battery installed for you because they are the highest quality. 
Need a battery for any other need? Uh, check them out at their storefronts at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, a battery for every need. And they do have a battery for every need. I buy all my batteries from them for all kinds of things. Uh, backup server batteries, the server backup batteries, etc. So, yep, good stuff for sure. Anyway, um, yep, 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 all good, right? Yes. All right, good stuff. So anything automotive-related, though, give us a call now, 1-888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. We've been talking about a couple different things here this morning. Um, ways you could be killing your vehicle. The number one way is ignoring the check engine light. Ignoring an illuminated check engine light can result in serious engine trouble and costly repairs. That is true. You never know why it's on until it's until till you're not running anymore. Yeah, and it, you know what? If if it's running a little bit fat, you could be you know I, I, the, things like that. And when I say fat, I mean it's got too much uh, fuel. Rich, you mean? Yes. Uh, it could cost you too much money at the gas pump, and then it can take your converter out later. It could wash out the rings, cause an engine issue. I mean, you know, there's a lot of issues you could have out of just one issue, <laughs> and you didn't realize it because the check engine light. You know, you didn't know why the check engine light. And for a problem like that, most people wouldn't even feel it right away. Very true. Very true. They would say, hey, the light was on, but I had no performance issues. A little more fuel in your thing, you wouldn't notice anything. It would actually probably run a little better, actually. Very true. Very true. So. Very true. Well, it's best to take care of your car properly. Keep it on the road nicely. Well, it's always better when the car runs runs. And, I, and like you said, it, it, I'm other about, things get damaged, you know, can from that, like like you're talking about, you know, so like vehicle running rich, catalyst failures, other sensors, um, overfueling a vehicle can cause washout of the cylinders. I mean, it can go really drastic, right? Yes. Uh, the, the other point is, even if it's just a little bit, you're getting bad fuel mileage, which you're wasting money anyway. So why not get the car running properly? Uh, it'll drive better. It won't leave you stranded alongside the road if you keep it running properly. And it'll save you money on fuel. I'm all about performance. <laughs> I'd rather my car have a scratch in the paint than it not run good. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this one's right in line with the whole oil filter thing we're talking. And fluids. Um, failing to change fluids and filters. Yes, that's what we were just discussing that. So... Uh, and once again, with oil, uh, like I said, we run full synthetics uh, on all vehicles. We recommend, f- uh, you know, six months, 5,000 miles as far as engine oil service to keep that. I don't care if your 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 new Audi says it goes 12,000 miles before you change the oil. That's a terrible idea. I'm just telling you. Now, if you're going to get rid of the car and, su- send, and trade it back in and let it go to auction, and I guess it's the guys behind you's problem, but I would still take care of the vehicle. I really would. Um I, I prefer you show your vehicle a little love, and it'll show you a little love, right? It'll show you a lot of love. A lot of love. It'll get you places. It will take you places. <laughs> <laughs> the third one of this is neglecting your tires, another thing that – you ever drive down the road and you on the freeway and you look at people and you're like, oh, look at the low tire on that car. You like to see a car and like you're, that tire's got five PSI of air on it. You know, it's all squatty. Well, you know, people are just driving all over. And you know, it's, it's causing havoc on the sidewalls when it's doing that. Oh yeah. You go to, they're bending in spot where they yeah. shouldn't be bending. Well, that's in the, actually, so people, a lot of people probably don't know this, but if you let a tire run like that and then you dismount it, there'll be a pile of fine rubber inside the tire. Yeah. And it's the sidewalls coming apart is what it is. Yep. Because it kind of cuts against itself when it's not like yeah. – because if it don't have the right air, it doesn't have the right up and down to it. So it, it actually eats on itself as it's, it's going down the road. It's in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah. So it, and it chews up the tires, what happens, because the sidewalls are not meant to be stressed in that way. So when you stress the sidewalls in that way, they start to come apart. When they start to come apart, they pile up the rubber inside the tire. Um, if you ever dismount a tire to fix one and it's full rubber like that, the, you, then you know, well, the tire's no good. You need to buy a tire. Sorry. Yes. So that's one of those things. So taking good care of your tires. And today's cars have um, obviously uh, um, tire pressure monitors, most of them do, which are very well, handy. Yeah, so, that's nice. I, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, well, it can help you save your tires, that's for sure, and gives you an idea, you know, uh, that you're, it, when you get a tire that's running low. So, Well, you know what, especially in this, I mean, I, and I tend to forget, you know, being an I'm 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 a guy that works on a lot. I mean, I always have air compressors around me everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? Most people don't have access to air compressors like that. So, and you know what? Honestly, you know, it used to be a time where like Seven Eleven or all these people had these air. Nobody has them air things anymore. So mm-hmm. for a normal person, just to check their tire pressures, I mean, I mean, you could use your thing, but I mean, if you're a little bit low to go find this air and all that stuff, mm-hmm. these monitors though are making it really nice. Because it, it makes it easier for them to go, hey, I'll just stop by my auto shop because I know my tire's low now. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It really does. It really does. All right. Let's grab a Dennis real quick. Good morning, Dennis. I had two Avalons mm-hmm. in 06 and 07. Okay. In 06, 200,000 miles. I honestly don't remember, but I probably did change the rear brake once. Mm-hmm. My 07, I've had to change the rear brakes within um, like 40,000 miles. Correct. Um, so here's what we've seen on certain models and what happens. And there's really nothing you can do, do about this unless the, are the fronts wearing at all? No, not, not unusually. Okay. Years have been more than the front. Gotcha. And in some, and I don't know on this, on the Avalon, we had some Volkswagen model lines, the same thing. That's just the way they were when they set up the braking on them. It was overusing the rear brakes uh, when they were engineered in, in the module, the ABS module and all that. And for some reason, the rear brakes was, were used more on that vehicle. And with the weight distribution of the car, and, and those cars used up rear brakes and not front brakes. So um, I don't know. I don't remember it being a problem with an Avalon, though. Do you, Kevin, specifically? I, you know, hey, I got to say this, too, because sometimes when I see cars come in, I think it could be sometimes the person's driving habit. Because if, if you're just lightly on the thing, it could use the rear brakes more. It, it could probably. You, but he, he obviously doesn't drive that way. It didn't work that way on the other car. Well, I know. So. I, but it is a different car. I mean, I know they're the same years, but. And the other thing could be. So I would have to take a look and see if it's common for Avalon's, that model in that year, to be wearing the rear brakes out, to be honest with you. Um, if it's not, if everybody's not going through brakes like that, then there's something going on with the car for sure. So as far as that goes, and it, it you know, they're, oh. go ahead. No, it just seemed odd to me, two cars, one year apart, and the one goes through rear brakes way more than the other one did. Correct. Yeah. It, it's not, it, it, my point I'm making to this, it, it could be a model year thing, but I don't remember off the top of my head, uh, seeing a bunch of Avalons that uh, one specific year were using rear brakes. I, GM had an issue with front brakes on their pickup trucks for like a three-year run. Now they don't. So to give you an example, they redesigned the brakes then, the braking system. Now the front brakes would last 100,000 miles on GM vehicles. Instead of they were running out every 8,000 miles, you had to put brakes on the front of those trucks because they were designed wrong. And the, they got to there because GM changed the design as they were going into a year and the design on brakes and then it started to wear brakes. So, but I, I don't know of an Avalon having that problem. So it may be more specific just to your vehicle. There's something there. That's not, how many miles do you get out of a set of rear brakes? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Do you know how many miles? Yeah. Like 40. Okay. That's yeah. good mileage, though. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but, for it, but it's unusual for that car to wear out the rear brakes at 40,000 miles yeah. and the front's not. So uh, there could be something with the car as far as uh, uh, with the ABS control, which uh, handles uh, is the proportioning valve on, on vehicles now. It's all electronic. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. It's That's kind of unusual. I have not heard Avalon, uh, any Avalon owners talk about going through rear brakes um you know that yeah. soon. So front brakes okay. on those cars usually about forty thousand miles. You're correct. So, um, right. It's a very, very different uh, though to have the rear wear out. So I don't really have an answer for you on that. Okay. Well, good. Dump the car guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. There could be something going on there, but uh, yeah, I'd keep an eye on the mileage and see. And I'd be interested to know too. Uh, how much life is left on the front brakes and how long they've been on the vehicle and last for. That, that, that's very interesting. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. No problem. Dennis, th- thanks, thanks for listening. You have a wonderful, safe weekend, okay? You too. Bye. Take care. Bye. So, I don't know. The point I was trying to get at, there was the, the golfs, the Volkswagen golfs certain yes. years. Man, they went through back brakes like crazy. 
you know, and it was an engineering thing. That then there was the the GM pickup trucks and, and suburbans and that they went through front brakes like crazy. Some for of like these three cars years. apply the rear brakes at certain times too. When you downshift at a certain, just I'm just like my big truck. I'm just starting to notice something. I rotated the tires on it last weekend or the weekend before, whatever. But I realized that my rear brakes are almost they're almost a little lower than my front brakes are. Uh-huh. Now you got to remember, I got one hundred forty thousand miles in that truck and never put brake pads on it. That's either. because you got the model year after they redesigned. the I brakes. know, <laughs> but that's my point. The rear brakes are a little more worn than the front. Yeah, no, I get it. I, my point, I'm just trying to make. Yes, different driving habits can affect yeah, yeah. the wear of brakes. There's no question in my mind. But I just don't know of any Avalons having issues with the rear brakes wearing out faster than the front. That I've just you know. I, I don't so, either. So there just could like, be something wrong. There I never somewhere. heard a Chevy truck do that. Neither. <laughs> Yeah, but there, there's, yeah, there's a lot of miles, so something's going to affect the brakes eventually, no matter what. Anyway, so we'll give that some more thought. San Diego and everybody else out there, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up until next week. Uh, we appreciate you joining us here on Auto Talk Radio, and we will definitely be back next week. Um, um, be uh, say, If you're here in San Diego, uh, be safe driving. Uh, it's supposed to rain, I think, a couple more times this this, this weekend. So uh, all good. Just be safe and uh And do the right thing, and we will catch you next Saturday here at Auto Talk Radio. It's been a fun, enjoyable weekend. Right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So so until next week, this has been Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. We'll catch you then. Bye. answers to all your automotive questions tune in every week at this same time for auto talk with brian bowersock to learn more about brian become a guest or sponsor of the show or if you have additional questions visit the westautomotivegroup.com that's the westautomotivegroup.com and click on auto talk radio join us again next week for more auto talk This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.